0: Welcome to She'er Jashub, which in Hebrew means a remnant shall return. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and today my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing the teaching series on Heavenly Authority. She'er Jashub is brought to you by the Church Fellowship of She'er Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. And at the end of the broadcast, I will give you an address where you can write to us. Pastor has been concluding the section on the priests and Levites, by examining what the Old Testament Levitical system means to us in the New Testament church times and the fulfillment we have in our High Priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is currently in the book of Hebrews, chapter nine. So let's pick up the Sunday sermon where we left off in our last broadcast.
1: Now with the blood of goats and calves, But with his own blood, his own blood, not the blood of bulls and calves, his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Not a temporary system, right? They had to constantly bring, when you read Leviticus, it gets tiring sometimes to read all the different sacrifices they had to bring year-round in a hope of being somewhat able to approach God. This is once for all an eternal redemption. Redemption, everlasting redemption, an eternal tabernacle with an eternal, indestructible high priest who will never die again, entering with his own holy blood, the blood of the Son of God, not the blood of bulls and goats, the blood of the Son of God, to give us eternal, everlasting redemption. Notice, one is temporary, the old, this is eternal. For if, verse 13, for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, notice for the flesh, the fleshly ceremonies. If these things could set apart on a fleshly basis, how much more shall the blood of Christ, the blood of Messiah, The blood of the one who we know is the innocent one, who is God in the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, he never once sinned, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Every word in this section is powerful. How much more the blood of Christ, the blood of one who's a human, not even that, one who's... God in the flesh through the eternal spirit. Well, Jesus offered himself through the Holy Spirit to the Father. But most likely when it says here the eternal spirit, it's not speaking about necessarily the Holy Spirit, but Jesus' own spirit. His body was human. It could die. But his spirit was eternal. He was. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Not a bull. Not a goat. The eternal God offering himself up without spot to the Father. Now, the ceremonial sacrifices made the person fleshly purified that they could approach in this fleshly, earthly system with fleshly human high priests in a tabernacle that was beautiful but really was based on acacia wood and the things of this world. How much more will the blood of the Son of God his eternal spirit, offering himself, cleanse our conscience inside, make the change that could not be brought about by the law from the dead works to serve the living God. Works that we do to seem religious, things that we do, rituals that we perform can become dead works. The new covenant speaks of life, offered by the living God to serve the living God to give us life. And for this reason, verse 15, he is the mediator of the new covenant, the new contract. By means of death, for the redemption, the forgiveness, the, the buying back of the person, of the transgressions under the first covenant, that which we committed under the first contract, he now dies and he intercedes as high priest to make redemption that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Again, that word eternal, everlasting inheritance. Not a momentary, well, I feel good, I'm a religious person, I've done my Sunday obligation. And eternal inheritance, knowing that you know that you know that the kingdom of heaven is yours, purchased by Jesus Christ. Verse 16. For where there is a testament, you know, a testament is when you die, you leave a will. Where there is a will, where there is a testament, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is enforced after men are dead, since it has no power at all when the testator lives. Therefore, not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood. For when Moses has spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, He took the blood of calves and goats with water, scarlet wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, this is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Then likewise, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. There's no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. And all this was symbolized in that Old Testament which we saw and Jesus even as when you have a will the will goes into effect when you die by his shed blood his will goes into effect his Testament and it's not the Old Testament it's the New Testament and the inheritors those that receive the eternal inheritance are you and me When we say yes to Christ Jesus, everything that the Father would want to give to Jesus now belongs to us because we are the ones that inherit what he's earned for us. Therefore, verse 23, it was necessary that the copies of things in heaven, that's what the first tabernacle was, should be purified with these, meaning the blood of the bulls and the goats, etc. But the heavenly things themselves, the reality, the uppermost heaven, with better sacrifices than these, for Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, the true tabernacle, the true dwelling of God, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself often, as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood of another. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, So Christ was offered once to bear sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. He comes to the eternal God to bring us the fulfillment of the kingdom. But notice, he was offered once to bear the sins of many. It is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. What does that tell you? about some Christians who claim to believe in Christ, yet believe in reincarnation. They don't know the Scripture. The Scriptures clearly tell us you die once and then judgment. And he died once and received the eternal benefit, which he also wills to us. And so he did not have to come over and over again to suffer, often since the foundation of the world. He appeared once to put away sin. He appeared once as son of man in weakness. He died on that cross, never once sinning. The next time he comes, he comes in power. Now's the time of the second chance. Now's the time to repent. Also notice, any Christian theology that says, well, in some form Christ has to come down and suffer over and over every week on the altar which some of our older churches believe when they perform communion that somehow Jesus is being pulled out of heaven and is being sacrificed all over again on the altar. and many of the people don't even know this. I had Catholic instruction for so many years and it was something I went back to my old communion book and sure enough it was there for my first Holy Communion. But it was not emphasized because they know the people would react against it. But it is in there as a foundation that they believe that they're pulling Jesus down transubstantiation into the Eucharist and sacrificing him over and over again. Now, Jesus is not being sacrificed over and over again. It makes it clear here that now once at the end of the age he has appeared, not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters. He doesn't have to do what Aaron has to do. He has to keep going and making sacrifices for himself and the people. Why? Because he's made the perfect sacrifice, once for all. What we do at the communion table is we touch in by faith to what happened nearly 2,000 years ago. By our faith, we touch that cross. But Jesus is glorified, indestructible, never changed at the right hand of the Father. He doesn't need some earthly human to pull him down into the into the bread of the cup rather he is king of kings he's lord of lords he's our intercessor he's our high priest we don't need an earthly priest he's our high priest he offered the sacrifice once for all and we by faith touch that cross and so the communion becomes a wonderful experience but he died once for all it goes on to say in chapter 10 verse 1 For the law having a shadow of good things to come, notice these words, illustration, parable, copy, now the word shadow. This gives us an indication of what God was doing through the old contract. For the law having a shadow of a good things to come and not the very image of the things, they want the reality. They were the parable. They were the illustration. They made people aware of sin. They talked of the need for a sacrifice, the distance between man and God, and the need for a sacrifice to draw near to God. They were a shadow. They can never, with these same sacrifices which they offer continually, year by year, make those who approach perfect. They can't change us. For then would they not have ceased to be offered For the worshipers once purified would have had no more consciousness of sins. There would be no more awareness of how sinful we are. No more seeking for help, needing a savior, needing a redeemer. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin every year. They reminded the reality of sin. It is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins, verse 4. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, and again, This is a quote from the Old Testament Psalms. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me, and burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come, in the volume of the book it is written of me, to do your will, O God.
0: Thank you for listening to the program today. It is always a joy to study God's Word. If you would like to write to us or help support the evangelical outreach of our church, please send all correspondence and donations to Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Brantford, Connecticut, 06405. Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us next time for sheer jeshuub.